0: With me in Exodus chapter 19. This, uh, this one here, it's on. Thank you very much, Ian. I want to thank our musicians and singers who came together so early to pray, make such a great atmosphere for us. I'd love to thank our technical team also who came early to get it all set up. We just don't want to ever not notice that you came and you helped make this a great service. Also, for those who work behind the scenes. Today, interestingly enough, I don't really notice all these things, but someone told me the other day it's Pentecost Sunday, this Sunday. How many knew it was Pentecost Sunday this Sunday? Well, it's fantastic. So Pentecost Sunday. So I thought, well, if it's Pentecost Sunday, we should focus on that this Sunday. I had some other ideas. I thought we'll focus on it. So we're going to go back quickly to the Old Testament. Then I want to pick up three things in the New Testament. But it helps if we get a context for it. And so let's go in the Old Testament. The first Pentecost, oh how glorious this is, look at this Exodus 19, came to pass on the third day in the morning There was thunders, lightnings, a thick cloud on the mountain The sound of trumpet was very loud And all the people in the camp trembled Oh glory And Moses brought the people out of the camp Here's what it's about, to meet with God Pentecost is about meeting with God They stood at the foot of the mountain And Mount Sinai was completely covered in smoke Because the Lord descended upon it in fire Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace The whole mountain shook Now that is something And then the blast of the trumpet sounded long And came louder and louder Moses spoke and God answered him by a voice Now that's the first Pentecost Isn't that fantastic? The first Pentecost was a Meeting of God with his people, it was a demonstration of the nature, the power, the goodness of God. Notice that smoke and thunder and lightnings and mountain shaking that 's not something hidden away, is it that 's something that 's so visible that everyone got a bit scared of it and then they heard the voice talking from the mountain. This is the first experience of Pentecost i won 't go into the, the, uh, the uh, Hebrew background of this, but very simply, when you look at the whole context of it God was meeting with them to invite them into a marriage relationship with Him And There are many pictures and symbols in there that indicate that the Hebrews would have understand this, including what happened after the giving of the law as being God entering into a marriage relationship with a people for the very first time in history so, Pentecost is not just about the smoke and thunder and lightnings and fires. It's about engaging in intimacy with God. That's what it's primarily about. We're going to look at two or three things related to it shortly. Let's have a look in Leviticus chapter 23. And this was such an important feast, one of three major feasts, that God required they remember the feast. And interestingly enough, he talks about it in Leviticus 23. You know where I'm going to go to Acts But I'll get there in just a moment He says now in verse 16 Count 50 days Pentecost is 50 50 days to the day After the seventh Sabbath Then you'll offer a new grain offering to the Lord So notice that they count 50 days 50 days after Passover was the Feast of Pentecost And then on that day It was a new offering to the Lord In other words it was a meeting with God again Now when you came to Christ, Christ became your Passover, you experienced the power of salvation, you experienced change in your life, but now he's saying there's another meeting with God, and this one is to enter into intimacy with Him And so notice he makes several things about it, I'll come back to this and refer to these a little later, because they're quite important Notice it says, that he says, you'll bring an offering You'll come to God presenting something Second thing I want you to notice is this In verse 21 it said, this is a holy gathering, or convocation for you, do no ordinary work on it So Notice this, come with an offering, and no work We'll we'll show you what this means just shortly, and how vital this is This is is giving us an idea of what is about to come up in terms of living and walking in the Spirit It's about an offering to God, and no work no struggling, striving or trying, you actually rested on that day So Pentecost then was a day when they rested and it was a day of engaging God and they rested Now the next thing it says, and this is also important <coughs> When you reap the harvest of your land, you won't wholly reap the corners of the field where you reap, nor gather any gleanings from your harvest You shall leave them for the poor and the stranger, I am the Lord your God Now I want you just to notice these will come and I'll refer to them when we get into the New Testament fulfilment Here's what he's saying, Pentecost, now he required they celebrate this every year Every year they were required to gather and celebrate this feast for a day And Notice this, they came before the Lord to experience and encounter him They came to give him something, it was no work, no labour, no striving, no struggling It was rest, and they also gave to the poor Now we're going to go into the New Testament and look at Pentecost, and you'll see All of these facets are there in what Pentecost means for us today. I know the moment I talk about Pentecost, you're speaking in tongues, and that's a part of it. But there's there's somewhat more to it than that. So let's go into Acts chapter two. Acts chapter two, where there's the fulfilment of this. Remember, the Old Testament was just the picture. Here is the reality. Here is the substance. This is what it was always pointing towards. So the disciples. Jesus has offered himself, he's become the Passover lamb, he's risen from the dead, he's become the first fruits to the Lord, now 50 days later they've been in prayer, they've been in hungering, and it is the feast of Pentecost Everyone has gathered in the city, it's a a day when they're going to celebrate the feast and they're going to make an offering to God, there'll be no rest, and it's a time of giving to the poor now notice what happens is they were gathered, one, uh, verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, suddenly a sound from heaven like a rushing mighty wind, sound, that word there is a, that word rushing is a roar, a mighty roar, like the roar of a thunder, it says a mighty wind, that means it's forceful and powerful and notice that it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them tongues or flames like fire on them. They were filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And of course it was so noisy, 120 people fell with the Holy Ghost The noise was so dramatic, everyone came to have a look at it And when they came to have a look, they were amazed Because of what they heard and experienced The power of God, the presence of God had come upon a room It was filled now with the presence of God And the people were speaking in tongues And they were full of joy and laughter And were carrying on like drunk people That's why some mocked and said they'd been drinking Now, you would never say to a person, you've been drinking, unless you had evidence or looked like they were So if you said to someone, you've been drinking, it's because you've observed something about their behaviour that indicates they've been drinking In other words, they're laughing a lot, they're staggering a lot, they're carrying on like drunk people They are absolutely immersed in the Holy Spirit So that's got to be a good thing for all those who love to be in control that's how God desires to do it I didn't write that, he did So I want to share with you three things, primarily focus on three things Number one, Pentecost is about a personal experience of being filled with the Spirit of God It's an engagement to him to enter intimacy So you notice the first thing that happened is they got baptised in the Spirit, began to speak in other tongues Now essentially it means this The baptism of the Spirit is an entrance into a new realm of relationship with God It's the entrance into the supernatural It's like a gateway experience you walk through But here's the thing, the role of a gate is to provide a separation between one realm and another realm, and if you're going to go through the gate, the idea is you live in the realm beyond the gate So the baptism of the Spirit literally means to be immersed into the realm of the spirit, or to be able to engage with God in a level of intimacy and spirit connection you never had before that experience And so the first one that comes is this, just dramatic, this dramatic manifestation of God, but it's just like it was and similar to the Old Testament, and God is setting up, hey this is my engagement to you You are coming into intimacy, and in order to be intimate, you need to talk so a language is given. A language to be intimate with God. That's a great thing, isn't it? Eh? So God wants us to be filled with the Spirit. Now, here the, the idea is not just that one time alone you enter that gate and you get, well, that's it, I've done that. Been there, done that. Now what's next? You know, well, there's a lot next, but it actually means learning how to live and enjoy and experience that realm. And so God wants us to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Acts chapter 4, they prayed, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, be filled with the Holy Ghost. God wants you to be constantly filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you would be filled with something else. It's really simple as that, isn't it? So, like for example, in Ephesians 5.18, it says Don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess But be filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs Singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord Hallelujah, filled with the Holy Ghost Now, let me just go into that verse just for a moment Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess What is it gets you drunk? Is it trying, or is it the wine? Think about that Do you have to try and make yourself drunk? You don't try to make yourself drunk Drunkenness, or the loss of balance, all that goes with that, is the consequence of receiving something into yourself In other words, there's no effort to get yourself drunk, you just drink and you'll get drunk Isn't that right? You notice that Richard? (laughs) I see you nodding I never had it I never found it very difficult to get drunk at all, I still wouldn't Just keep drinking, you get drunk You just keep drinking and you get drunk What do you get? You're full of wine You get drunk and you get out of your mind And you say things and you babble and you get all sorts of stuff Not good, not good Now the Bible says, don't be drunk with wine It says, rather be filled with the Spirit So, now, a lot of people try to put on the light of the Spirit they try, that their Christianity is all a big trying hard, but the Bible tells us it's not about that at all It's about being filled with someone, filled with the Holy Spirit If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then the natural, there's certain things that are going to flow out of your life You can't pin the oranges on, on a tree You know I couldn't go over the road to those, that oak tree over there, and pin some oranges on it, and try and fool anyone that was anything but an oak tree It's true, isn't it? You cannot pin it on. You actually grow it. Joy is a fruit of someone expressing their life in you. Peace is the fruit of someone expressing their life in you. And I believe many Christians really struggle because they don't know how to get filled up with the Holy Ghost. And their experience is not one of being filled, their experience is one of struggling and trying hard to be good enough to be a good Christian. That' be right. How many enjoy that experience? It's bloomm and miserable. It is miserable trying to be good. And here's why it's so miserable trying to be good, because you're forever blowing it. And it's such an effort all the time to be trying, so hard, to look good and be good. And here's why, because all your efforts are energized by the flesh and they can never produce the things of God What is needed is the understanding of how we can be filled with the Holy Ghost Filled with the Holy Spirit, day after day after day And So normally the problem is this, is that we don't really believe what God's Word says We believe what we feel and experience, and we, we, we in other words, believe in the things around us, rather than believing in what God says The big problem we have is Life is found somewhere apart from God, so how can I be filled with the Spirit? Let me give you two or three things that will help get you filled with the Spirit Three things, there's probably heaps of things There's three things that occurred to me Number one, speaking in tongues is one great way to allow your life to become filled up with God Why is that? Speaking in tongues Speaking in tongues is a great gift I pray in tongues every day, I pray for long times every day I Praying in tongues, I get inner. See, when you pray in tongues, your spirit is praying as the Holy Ghost is giving you utterance. So now, when you choose to pray in tongues, there's a flow from the Spirit of God into your spirit. Your spirit begins to arise, starts to fill up with life. So praying in tongues is one of God's gifts to you to help because you can pray in tongues any time. You like build up your inner man and start to come alive in God any time, any time, any time. Pray in the morning if I get up too late, and then there's people out right. I run into when I'm walking, they look, I say, It's okay, I'm all right, I'm happy. I'm filled up with the Spirit of God, I'm enjoying God, I'm enjoying I'm using my language to love on Him. He that speaks it on the tongue is speaking to God. This is intimacy, you don't listen in. You know, you're talking with your wife intimately, you don't want people listening in. You've got a good language to be able to talk intimately with God, not have people listen in. Eh? They just hear the murmur, but that's all. They don't know what's going on. It's between you and God. Here's a second uh, part of being filled with the Spirit. This is perhaps one of the most powerful ways that you can do it because it addresses where the, one of the biggest problems is. The biggest problem is what you believe in your heart. So here's the second way you can be filled with the Holy Spirit is through meditation in the Word of God. Medi- I cannot overestimate how much meditation helps you to shift your belief system and start to engage with heaven's reality Meditation You notice it says they'll be filled with the spirit, and it says and they'll have dreams and visions and, 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 uh, and so on Now you know, it talks about having dreams and visions Now when God gives dreams and visions, there's nothing to indicate in those passages that those were open visions, or they saw them with their open eye In fact when you dream, you actually close your eyes, you're asleep, and you have something come to you Where does it come to you? In your mind and imagination So clearly when God gives you dreams, then they come into your imagination And Likewise when God gives you visions, for the most part, unless it's a distinctly open vision which is not quite so common, it comes into your mind and imagination as a mental picture So we can see from that that the imagination is a connecting point between the realm of the spirit and your soul or or your spirit man So you can use your imagination creatively For example, we can take the Word of God and create a picture in our mind, and begin to imagine what that would feel like and look like, and how we would experience that You see for many Christians Say so for example, the truth that you are the temple of God For many Christians, it, it doesn't mean much, it's just head knowledge, because they don't feel it For many Christians, when we say that God loves you, it doesn't mean much, because they don't experience being loved by God And Experience is important to our being filled with God So one of the things that can help you immensely is to train your imagination can pray in the spirit and get your spirit arising up, but to train your imagination to meditate on truth, to picture it as a reality for you So, For example, to take the truth that I am the temple of the Holy Spirit, my body's a temple of the Holy Spirit Well you know that verse See we know it in our head, but what if you were to become conscious, everywhere you go the spirit of God is living within me What would it be like with God's Spirit living in me? What would it feel like if God was to just fill every part of me, just like He filled the Old Testament temple? What would it be like if God filled every part of me? And I begin to imagine that, and I can begin to feel the Spirit of God filling me. See, your imagination is the way for the the truth to be experienced. A lot of people get worried about this. They think on all New Age and all that kind of stuff. Listen, New Age came around a long time after this It's a late comer on the scene They just found what worked, and used it to their own, uh, to their own methods without God We're talking about taking the word of God, what God says So for example, uh, just Jesus Now Jesus reveals himself in the Bible, in many ways there's many pictures formed of him So you could just imagine yourself encountering Jesus Now you're not going to worry about the colour of his hair, or how tall he is You're not going to be worried about the colour of his eyes There's no need to be looking at that We need to be looking at the character of the person Jesus So what I'm looking at is what the Bible describes of him His eyes are ablaze with fire and passion and zeal of immense love for me Now as you behold this, it begins to affect you You become changed as you behold That's how you get changed not by trying You get changed by stopping trying and beholding You get changed by believing, not by working How did you get saved? Did you work real hard to get saved? No, you chose to believe, but then from then on we work hard But meditation enables us to see and experience the truth that is, and it changes our experience Our dilemma is one of unbelief a dilemma is one of not really believing what God says So if I was meditate, which I do every day, that Jesus is before me I'm standing before him, and I begin to look, and I'm looking at his character So I'm not looking at the colour of his eyes I'm looking at the fact that his eyes are ablaze with passion and zeal, and he looks right through me, so I'm just going to be transparent before him I can't hide No one can hide, but religion is all about hiding who you really are, and trying hard to be something you're not, or taking the methods You hear preached on a Sunday, you hear something, and then you turn it into a method, but it's not never about methods, it's about believing what God says And our challenge is, we don't really believe If I knew that, and believed in my heart, I'm filled with God So everywhere I'm going, God's presence is flowing How would I behave? What would I feel like? When I face difficulties, what would I do? Now you see, you begin, you start to see, the Bible says you are the temple of God So as you meditate and believe what God says, you start to be changed to be like that Not by trying harder That's the dilemma everyone has, they try harder And we try so hard, if I do this I'll be blessed Well see, there is the problem straight away why don't you just handle this completely different, and say, I am already blessed with every blessing I'm a blessed person Now Lord, what would a blessed person behave like, and talk like, and look like? See in other words, I'm so, we are so bombarded and pressured to conform to the world and the image of what we used to be, it takes time and effort to renew our mind and heart so we understand who we've become now in Christ Most people just don't do it, so therefore they struggle immensely But If you were to just take these disciplines, very simple disciplines of the praying in tongues and allowing your spirit man to flow, and taking the word and begin to meditate in who you are and who Jesus is I have stood and just meditated on him loving me, what it would look like in his eyes You know, when you don't feel loved, you don't really want to look in anyone's eyes, or look too hard at their countenance You'll just want to say things, and do things to prove you're okay, to impress them But if I just come before him and stop trying to do anything, and just hold the truth in my heart and meditate on it, the lies will come up quite quickly of course, and you need to deal with those Sometimes we need deliverance and healing to deal with those lies but it, can always, it always helps to meditate in the truth, the truth of being the temple of God The truth that wherever you are, you're not waiting for revival to come It's inside you You're not waiting for God to do a big thing He's inside you waiting for you to believe and flow And So meditating in that changes your experiences with God and changes you It's been practised as long as time goes and it works. You talk to anyone who experiences God on a regular basis, and you'll find that engaging their imagination with the Word of God is a vital part of that. It's just important to do that. And the third aspect of being filled is choosing to yield and stop working to make something happen and start believing and yielding. One of the challenges people have is just to let go control. We're so uptight and so afraid and so out of control. He'd come and say, would you pray for me for God to do something? You almost feel the tension inside of all the control and the fear, rather than actually being renewed. God is not angry with you; He loves you. Before you die, before you came to Christ, He died on the cross. Now, why do not He give you everything you have need for today? Can you imagine God being so mean that he would, he would die on the cross, but then make life miserable for you the rest of the time, hold back from you It's just not true God is good all the time, all the time He's good So meditating in His goodness and His nature, taking the truth and allowing your heart to rest in it, it starts, you start to get filled with God All I can say is, I'm not trying, I'm choosing to yield and believe and That's where the life flows, it's in the yielding and believing So when you come to pray for someone, come to minister to someone just come, Jill, you're nearby, just come here, <coughs> and that brings us to the next thing We're not just to be filled with the Spirit, we're also to be ministers of the Spirit You can hardly minister something you don't have much of But God's intention is all minister, uh, 1 Corinthians 12.7 uh, Now the gift and the manifestation of the Spirit of God is given to every person Given, therefore it's just received So the deal is just about receiving, so I don't need to try hard to do anything Just come around here I don't have to try hard to do anything, if I just take your hand, and what I do is I say well, Just why don't you close your eyes, and I want you to look towards the Lord, and expect Him to do something for you Look to Him And Already as she does that, something's starting to happen Already, just without me doing anything, I'm not even trying to minister, just presence of God, now she began to direct her inner man towards God, and he began to move Ministry is not something you have to work hard to do It is the overflow of a person within you, and connecting with the Holy Spirit, connecting and being filled and yielding to him Now there's many ways we, we resist him when we get angry with people and won't deal with our hard attitudes When we hold unforgiveness and bitterness, we grieve him, and therefore you can't be filled with the Spirit So you can't stay angry and be filled with the Spirit If you're angry, the remedy is filled with the Spirit Face your anger, come honestly before God about what has caused you to feel such feelings and what you really believe underneath about that, and ask God to show you the truth, and then be filled with the Spirit again We don't have to stay living in these fleshy things In fact, the life of defeat as a believer is inevitably trying hard to put on a good show, trying hard to look good Now everyone's all dressed up, you all look good You actually look beautiful, wonderful (laughs) However, we know that's not like that all the week (laughs) Isn't that right? You ready there? Now you see, if I was just to consciously think, oh God I'll just think about being the temple. Thank you, Lord. I'm the temple of the Spirit. And I would think these kinds of things that your presence just fills me and fills everything around me. So wherever I am, your presence is overflowing. Now she can begin to feel that presence. It's like that. <laughs> it's full of joy. Now you notice it's not struggling, it's not hard. It's not something you have to struggle to do. The issue, Jesus said, This is the work. He he said, strive to enter your rest. Isn't that a crazy statement? What he's really saying is this. He's saying the challenge is not to work hard to be a better person. The challenge is always to break through unbelief and negative thinking and belief. So, number one, get filled with the Spirit. Get filled with Spirit every day. And hunger for more of God. And as you worship him and yield to him, stand by the bed and just lift your hands and say, oh, just let the Holy Ghost come on you and fill you. Because I have noticed that if you will yield, he will come on you as well as rise up within you and the more he comes on you, and the more drunk you get in the Holy Spirit it's got to be good for you It's got to stop you being so uptight to be filled with the Spirit huh? It would be a lot better So people I look at so many people, they're like tense and anxious and wound up and uptight and stressed Why don't you stop, 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 stop God, I'm blessed with every blessing Help me to remember, I've just forgotten it under the pressure of the world, who I am and what I carry, I need to come back to home again And The Bible says through returning and rest you enter and experience the things of God Repenting and just resting and you come back into that place in God again You know a lot of us would do a lot better in the life if we could just stop through the day for a minute every now and then just stop, oh God and I just come back to you You're filling me We start to feel the joy again Feel the life come back again I feel happy again might even look drunk People say, why are you laughing? Excuse me, why are you laughing? Why are you so happy? Just why are you so happy? You're just drunk in the whole What? I don't understand How come you haven't This is is not even midday And you've been drinking You're an early early starter (laughs) Confirmed (laughs) She's an early starter I love that but you see, just just even doing what we do, people start to get touched. There's a flow of the Spirit. It's not a hard thing, and so so we just now. And let me just one last thing. Here it is: here that you notice that uh, number one, your personal experience get filled with the Holy Ghost. Number two, uh, number two is to learn to flow with the Spirit. And the more you flow with the Holy Ghost, the more you get filled again. Get filled again. I feel like I'm going to do it in a minute I'll just finish the last one, here it is, go down to the end and uh, here it is, verse 44 All those who believed were together, had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and divided them among all, so anyone had need, they just gave to them Now here's the thing, practice generosity you want to be filled with the Spirit, please practice generosity If you want to be filled with the Spirit, generosity There's no person can be filled with the Spirit and remain mean It's just impossible Generosity is the expression of love So if you get filled up with the love of God The first thing you want to do is to give to someone You ever notice drunken people Give, hey, 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 have some They kind of You know But but generosity is the characteristic of God And so if you're filled with the Spirit, become generous And God wants us to intentionally be generous with people who are poor Who are in difficulty, the unsaved, the widows or or single parents Those who are without a father, those who are in need Part of Pentecost and the Feast of Pentecost Now, we'll just close it with this In the Old Testament, when God prescribed the, the, the Feast of Pentecost He said this Gather, make an offering Here I am No works, no works, no works, no works. stop struggling, and then he said, and don't forget to be kind to the poor So there it is, so in the New Testament they got filled with the Spirit, they came and presented themselves to God and received, no works, got drunk and filled with the Holy Ghost Then they began to minister the Spirit, because that's the flow, what you've received you can give to others and then finally, they were generous. they were generous to the poor. And so Pentecost starts with experiencing God, and it finishes with a river of life that expresses itself in ministry to needs and people and giving and generosity to the poor. So we want a new Pentecost? Well, then it's time to stop working so hard and start to make a decision to experience God. Again. Him. Come on, quick, Come on and start to do this You've got to do this, come on, just do this now, Close your eyes just for a moment, lift your hands up now And start to begin to meditate that you are the temple of God And that God's spirit is just filling you, filling you, filling you Just let us start, he'll start to fill you Oh, spirit of God, there it comes You'll be glad to have a wife full of the Holy Ghost You'll have to let go control though There it goes, <laughs> praise the Lord <laughs> Quickly, right, come on up here, come on up And Bill, why not you come to, Bill, you always want to get filled with the Holy Spirit Come, come, that's right, just in that place presenting and surrendering, you'll start to feel the joy start to come on you. You ready, Bill? Give me your hand, and there it is the presence of God. Someone get behind him quickly. Oh, oh right now, hey, Now, See, remember, I was meditating. What was I meditating on? I'm the temple of God. Oh, I've got holy hands now, mate. Listen to this you take a handshake of this it's the power. Ready, take a handshake. Ready, boom! Bah! There's something happened, so filled with the Holy Ghost. Here we go. Here's a guy. Put that down and get drunk with the Holy Ghost. Put it down. Just get drunk with the Holy Ghost. Lift your hands up. That's right. Whoa. Okay. Now just begin to meditate. There it is. Holy Ghost. Look at that. You're living with a drunkard. Here we are. Come and have one too. Have a drink too. Come on, have a drink of the Holy Ghost. That's what we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Ready? Just, okay. as just lift your hands up like you're drinking. Oh, I'm just drinking now. Whoa. There it is. Holy Ghost. Whoa. Come on, yeah. Lord, right now. Look at that. That's happening so easy, isn't it? There we are. You come. Now, Brian. I want you to just, just stand there Now, I want to minister, I want you just to stand and close your eyes and Jesus right in front of you and he's just reaching out to you saying, have a drink Brian, have a drink, let's have a drink together, come on, have a drink Now you're, there it is Just a river of God flowing like that, isn't this exciting, isn't this fun? You can, we all just stand up now and reach out, we need to finish now and, uh, But we need this river flowing constantly in our lives Ho oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Come on Brian, up on your feet, fa- he's drunk Another drunk man over here, look at this Holy Ghost well, Let's just stand on our feet. Just lift your hands up to the Lord Lift your hands up to the Lord Just close your eyes <laughs> Now for some of course it will be easier than others Because your practices Some it may not be And if you're just listening on the tape you could do this Just stand and if you're standing at home alone You want to be standing by a bed in case you fall over You can fall on the bed Okay, just lift your hands to the Lord I want you just to use your imagination to just lock on There is Jesus in front of you about to fill you with the spirit His eyes are ablaze His countenance full of joy And he's just opening his hands to release his presence into you Just receive now Holy Ghost thank you for coming on me That's right, relax and just yield to him Or you may want to take the picture of being the temple There right inside you is the temple of the Holy Ghost You're there and the Holy Ghost is inside you Rising up, filling, filling, filling Holy Ghost come Look at this, people getting drunk already It's okay, if you feel like laughing, just laugh Don't try to pretend (laughs) Holy Ghost Spirit of God, we need a fresh Pentecost. We need your power coming upon our lives again in a fresh way. We need you to touch us powerfully. I need a few catches just to come around. I'm going to lay hands on a few people. Holy Ghost, come, come, come. You ready, Brian? Just step forward. You step forward, you get drunk, 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 drunk. Holy Ghost, come on right now. It's funny, isn't it? That's right. Step forward. There it is. See, presence of God. That's right. Now step into it. Use your imagination and step into the presence of God. Amazing what happens. Whoa, Holy Ghost, come, come, come. Spirit of God, come, touch, Holy Ghost, touch. Holy Ghost, come. <laughs> on others feeling that God, why don't you got one, come up the front. You're already feeling God's Spirit touching you. We'll just, just come and stand around the front here. We're going to lay hands on you. Just release more. Come on, I want a river of God flowing? Richard, come on, stand over here. I want you get drunk with the Holy Spirit. You ready? Lift your hands up. Now close your eyes. Whoa, there he is. The presence of God. You can feel it straight away. If you want the touch of God on you, why don't you come on up? There's a river flowing here. Oh!